This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and, and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. We have a a professor who has correctly predicted the last 30 presidential uh, elections... And he says Donald Trump is going to be the next president, whether you like it or not, no matter no matter what happens. He says he has a system that he feeds into a computer model of 15 yes or no questions, and it never fails to predict the president of the United States. We begin with him right now. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. We have a distinguished professor of history, Alan Lichtman. He is from American University. He has a new book, Protecting the, uh, Predicting the Next President, The Keys to the White House in 2016. He has looked at every presidential election from 1860 to 1980 to create a system that has now correctly predicted every election from 84 to 2012. He says there are 13 keys. He's here to tell us about them. Hello, Alan. How are you? Good morning. Doing great, Glenn. And you? Very good. Can you tell me what are the 13 keys here? Absolutely. And uh, as you say, these are historically based, and they're based on the proposition that uh, elections primarily turn on the strength and performance of the party holding the White House. That's what the keys focus on. First is uh, midterm elections. Second is internal party contest. Third is sitting president. Fourth is third party. Fifth is is the economy in election year recession. So hang on. But instead, of, instead of just listing them, let's go through each of them. Start yes. at the beginning, and because they're yes or no questions, right? Correct. So tell us why these are important, what they mean, and, and how you answered them. Go ahead. Yes. Start at the beginning. All right. And remember, the way the system works, if six or more go against the party in power, if six or more are false, they're predicted losers. So mm. number one is midterm elections. Obviously, the Democrats got pasted in 2014, so that one is false. Key number two is a, is a real puzzler. It's the internal party contest. 
And certainly uh, Sanders gave Clinton a contest, but it was never really in doubt, and he didn't mm-hmm. take it to the convention, unlike, say, Ted Kennedy against Jimmy Carter in 1980. Mm-hmm. So I don't rate that one right now as false. Key three, sitting president. Obviously, Barack Obama isn't running again. You have an open seat. That's false. Key four, third party. Uh, so far, Gary Johnson has been running way ahead of what any libertarian has ever done. So at the moment, that's what is false. But it's looking a little shaky. He may be fading away. Key five, whatever you may think of the economy, it's obviously not in recession. That's true. So we're down three, possibly. Uh, next key is long-term economy, and that looks at this term compared to the previous two terms. And previous two terms span the Great Recession, so that one is true. Then we have uh, the... The more judgmental keys, the policy change key. Well, Obama won that last term with the Affordable Care Act, but with gridlock in Washington, no big policy change. That's four down. And this is my favorite key, the scandal key, but it only pertains to the sitting president, not to the two candidates. You could probably Mm. pay scandals on both of them. Then the social unrest key, and we're talking about cities being in flames in the 1960s. You've had some sporadic protests, but nothing like that. So that is true. So we're still down four. Then we have the foreign policy failure key, the Bay of Pigs, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. Again, whatever you may think of the foreign policy, it's not anything like that. But the next key Mm. is foreign policy Mm. success, and they haven't nailed that yet. So that's five down. We're almost done. Key number 12 asks whether the sitting uh, party's candidate, party in power's candidate, Hillary Clinton, is a once-in-a-generational inspirational candidate like a Kennedy or a Reagan. So that one's false. So we're now down six. And the final key Mm. asks whether, because they always favor the party in power, Mm. whether the challenging party candidate is not charismatic. Well, Donald Trump is charismatic to a certain base. But you've got to be broadly charismatic to win that key. So I rate that one true. So that's exactly a very shaky six keys down because of that third party that could fade away. Mm. So if that were to fade before the election, would you change your prediction? I could. I could. You know, the polls are all over the place on Gary Johnson. And I, you know, I don't have a crystal ball to see how I'll come out on election. Plus, as you know, Glenn, this is an unprecedented election. We've never seen an election like this. Quite frankly, a generic Republican, a John Kasich, a Marco Rubio, a Jeb Bush, the prediction would be a lot more solid than an out-of-the-box candidate like Donald Trump, who could snap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it again. Based on the study of history, Glenn, and that's what I do, This should be a change election. A generic Republican like a John Kasich, a Marco Rubio, or a Jeb Bush would be a clear predicted winner. But you don't have that. You have Donald Trump, who is a candidate breaking all historical boundaries and could take what should be a very good year for Republicans and turn it into defeat. Mm. Now, how would that happen according to you, according to, I, I like the fact that you are hard fast on your rules, but Correct. you do recognize that this is, for instance, third party, you know, that question, I know yours applies to the sitting president and the sitting party of power, 
But, Correct. you know, I believe you could make a case you have a you have more than one third party. And the biggest third party is the one inside of the Republican Party. Because, you, well, that, you, you know, you, you split the party and, you know, you analyze it on your terms. As you say, I've got to stick to my system mm-hmm. and I've never hedged it. You know, I've been doing this for more than 30 years and I've never hedged a prediction even after the disastrous first debate for Barack Obama in 2000, I stuck to my guns. But this election is so out of the box. Look, you know, I, I don't look in a crystal ball. I'm not, you know, I don't have a pipeline to the almighty like Ben Carson. I can only base it on history. <laughs> and Trump could be a history breaker, let's face it. Now, do you, have you, it's been right every time, right? Every time, yeah. And, you, you know, in the face of a lot of criticism. Have you example, also, have you also applied it? To past elections, like, uh, you, you know, before you were born, how, how far back does it go? Well, there are no elections before I was born, but no, I'll tell, <laughs> tell you anyway. Uh, the system was developed based on, it was developed in 81, Okay. Uh, based on elections from 1860 to 1980. But unlike some okay. yeah, other, that's what I thought. you know, fairly sloppy forecasters, I'm very careful to distinguish between the base years when I went back retrospectively to develop the system and yeah. forward-looking predictions. I actually got into a big fight with uh, Nate Silver over that in 2011. <laughs> so I, there's you the, 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 the greatest Great civil war happening among, I know, between polling geeks right now. There's this like unseen civil war that's actually more interesting than the Republican Party civil war right now, I think. Um, it's fascinating. Gotta run. <laughs> Um, quick question for you because really the determining factor on your prediction is this third party uh factor yeah about six weeks ago gary johnson was at 9.2 percent on average uh and now has dropped to 4.6 percent on average what is the cutoff below the threshold yeah is it five percent i I might change my prediction Mm. is it five percent is that the is that the threshold five percent he's right at around Mm. as you say Mm. around at five percent that's you know, intense. Al- he's within tense. Alan, I know. Do you have five more minutes for us or not? I, I've got two more minutes. I've got two to do more a Fox. Okay, uh, can I? On. Bigger name on the other line. I understand. Yeah, no, so, Alan, it, help me out on this. Um, the um, uh, you're a history professor, correct? Can you look at what is happening in our country? And now project past the uh, the presidential election, and tell me what time period we look to be approaching. That's such a good question. I'll take a couple of minutes to answer it. First, uh, one of the things that we don't know is this a permanent shift in our politics, or is this an aberration? Is this an anomaly? Not only in terms of the candidates, but also in terms of a foreign interference in our elections. You know, Alexander Hamilton, way back when, called foreign intrigue in American politics the Trojan horse of our democracy. In his farewell address, George Washington warned against foreign intrigue and corruption. He expelled the ambassador from France who was messing around in our politics. I've never seen this before. And is this going to become the norm? Is every foreign power with an axe to grind now going to intervene in our politics and their interests, not in ours. So far, there seems to be no consequences whatsoever to all of this. So that's a huge question before us, Glenn. The other big question is, you know, are we going to see a permanent turn in our politics or are we going to return to more normal politics? History teaches us that 
even when the system ends, even when it broke in the Civil War, we eventually do return to normal politics. Uh, but sometimes it can take a, a long time. A similar election might be uh, 1828. Uh, Andrew mm-hmm. Jackson against uh, John Quincy Adams, the sitting president. Quincy Adams had his own problems because he was elected in the so-called corrupt bargain in the House, because no one got a majority mm-hmm. in the Electoral College when he gave up uh, Henry Clay, the Secretary of State, and Andrew Jackson yep. was vilified as a murderer. They passed around something called a coffin handbook. Pretty bitter, but eventually the system returned to a greater norm. But history doesn't always repeat itself. So, you know, it's hard to say. Alan, I'd love to talk to you again. You're fascinating. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Uh, Author of the new book, Predicting the Next President, um, Alan Lichtman um, from, where was he? Uh, American University. I like that model a lot better than the one. Yeah, this 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 guy is week. you know this makes more sense to me. Yeah, it does, it does. And he's, I mean, he's basically saying it's right on the border of yeah. who, who would be predicted by the model, uh, which is kind of how you feel right now. Kind of how do you feel? Yeah. It could go either way, but I mean, it is. Have we seen anything, Stu, about the Hillary emails taking traction? Right. You know, this oh, is that is. There are so many things that are terrifying in our society right now. No kidding. For us to turn a blind eye and say, eh, you know what, we know she's bad, or she didn't do anything. Oh, my gosh, the corruption is so terrifying. Again, this is, uh, you, you try not to nominate people under current FBI investigation if you're the Democrat Party. It's yes. probably a lesson to learn. There's some lessons, basic lessons to learn for both parties after this one. Um, but it's an interesting thing to look at because I think the rational, big picture person in everybody would look at this and say, wait a minute, you know, she's under FBI investigation. Of course he's going to win. I think it's a completely rational position to have. Unless he screws this up, he will win. Um, we don't yet, yet have data to back that up because uh, the polls aren't fully reflecting that. We have definitely seen a tightening, however. Uh, since uh, this has happened, and a little bit before it had happened. It was already sort of trending towards Donald Trump. It has seemingly increased that way. The issue here is that he, she was in such a large lead mm-hmm. before this began, six, seven, eight points, that it, it, despite the fact that it's closed a lot, the polls are still showing her winning. And when you look at the states, That's you still point. find that. However, I don't think there's been enough uh, polling since the uh, actual um, announcement occurred with the FBI investigation to really get a handle on how much damage that did to her. My, my belief is that it did enough that he should be the favorite at this point. Why the, why, why the Trump bashing? Oh, the whole thing. He just said he why, was the whole thing. Why the Trump bashing? <laughs> vote for Hillary. Vote for why? Hillary. I mean, the continual. Seriously. Why don't you ever talk about Hillary? Why? <laughs> Why is it always about Trump? Just, Why? Uh, you don't Why the And I know you don't listen, but that's besides the point. I mean, the, but the, the professor, who, by the way, again, is predicting a Trump win, right. just laid it out exactly the way that we've laid it out for a long time, which is any other Republican would be winning easily right now. Only Donald Trump can blow this. This is being handed to him. It is his to take. It is his to win. All he has to do is not be horrible, and he's going to win this. Whether Donald Trump can hit that standard or not, I don't know. He hasn't been able to do it so far. But you have to believe that his... He hasn't made any big mistakes in the last two days. All, he's done exactly what, what he's he supposed to do. Yep. He's come out and he's attacked Clinton at every single point. He's, he's made it about her. 
He hasn't said anything about any of his policies. He hasn't said anything about any people he believes is, are fat. He just continually talks about her and how terrible she is. And he only has that to is his path for, to victory. He only has to do it for, what, eight more days? One more week. Yeah. Today, one week from today. One week from today. It's all he's got to do. And if, if he does that, I mean, how can he lose? They don't have anything to back, come back at him. Either. Oh, have you they're, heard They're the, trying to have some have old taxes the, or whatever. No. Right? I, the the one I'm seeing, the Russia stuff. Yeah, they're trying to time to Russia. Although even the New York Times, by the way, and for, the, for all the, the way the media is rigged, the New York Times came out and pretty much debunked the, uh, their attack on Russia and said that they don't believe at this time that there's any really? specific ties. Now, that's different from what his policy is, of yes. course. But, yeah. I mean, that was what the Clinton uh, people were trying to I don't think he's – I mean, I think he's absolutely a shill for Russia – but an unknowing shill. I don't think he has any I think clue. Manafort was obviously tied yeah. to yeah. Russia in oh, some yeah. way, but and I, three I of his advisors, three of his advisors were. But I don't think Donald Trump cares about that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he thinks about it that way. He's he's not. He's just not that guy. Oh. He's just not that guy. So are his ties selling in Russia? That's what he cares about. Yeah, right. Can I build a hotel in Russia? Right. And I mean, I've got well, I've got a couple of jackets that were made in Ukraine. So he may, there is maybe, a. Maybe Trump had some suits made out of Ukraine or something. I, <laughs> there's I a know. big there's a big rumor going on in Russia right now that uh, Hillary Clinton is going to destroy it because uh, and this is again this, there's no facts to this. This is just a Russian rumor. This is the hot, I guess, Twitter uh, feed over there on Donald Trump is that he came over, he was played by Putin, he was in a big Russian orgy, and they have the sex tape. <laughs> Uh, going on, and that <laughs> Clinton, yeah, that Clinton may release the sex tape of of Donald. Uh, if, if she had my that. Russian friends, if she would have had that, oh, they would have used it a long, please. long time ago. <laughs> I can say right now that uh, there, she's the, holding that, it. That video has not been released. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our sponsor, you, our sponsor this half hour is Goldline. The Dallas Fed's manufacturing outlook has now contracted for 22 consecutive months. You know, the thing I like about the Dallas Fed is they're the only ones that tell you the truth. The Dallas Fed has been the one that has been against all of the quantity. St. Louis, St. Louis Fed has been pretty good, too. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess. Yes, I, Dallas, the, two of them, yeah. the two of them are pretty much Why are you alone. ignoring the Pocatello Fed? It's not because that. there's not it's really. It's fine. From right. 2008 to 2009, collapse was 24 straight months. In their most recent report, production declined, new orders and average work week contracted, uh, and wages dropped while price, uh, prices paid rose. So we're making less. Things are cause, costing more money. That's what the Bemidji Fed just said, too. Uh, Bemidji, Minnesota? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, I see. Yeah. I As the professor that. just said, we're not in a recession, but it is feeling like one. And we will survive, and we will be stronger on the other side as long as we learn the lessons of the past. My grandfather said those who made money in the Great Depression were the ones who had money, the ones who were smart enough to get it out of the stock market, the ones that were smart enough to um, have some gold, do have some cash on hand, have things of real lasting value. The Fed chairman in Dubuque just said the same thing. Fed chairman, oh, the Fed chairman in this chair is going to just smack <laughs> you in the face. Right now, you can buy with confidence with Goldline's price guarantee program. 
Uh, no, I wanted the group to back me up on that. We were oh, all okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should, yeah. should back you. Jail Pat. Jail, Jail Pat. Pat. Lock Jail him Pat. up. Lock him up. Uh, 866-465-3546. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold or silver is right for you. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. We are one. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. Triple eight seven two seven back. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, uh, this is the time that everybody's looking at Obamacare and their health care rates going through the roof. We had... Because our health care is wildly, wildly expensive uh, for our company. And um, I found out something really interesting. I, we brought this company in um, to help us find good health care and keep the cost down. And um, they come in and uh, they, they come into my office after they've run all these models. And they say, well, um, your models, our computers will not model anything for you. And I said, what do you mean? And they said, well zero deductible uh, or zero employee contribution, the computer won't even let them put it in. Wouldn't let them put low numbers in at all. They're like, nobody's doing that. And the numbers, the the plans that we're looking at, which I think is a really good plan, but I've worked for companies that had really good plans before. He said, no one has seen plans like this in 10 years and the whole country is going through a nightmare now. Thanks, Obama. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. We are, wow, almost at the end of our first season of history. I think we've done, we're at like eight, eight episodes now. I think there are 13 or 15 episodes per season, something like that. 
Um, and tonight is a really, really good episode. Can we? All have been really good. This this one is this one is a story that when I found out, I couldn't believe it, and um, and I heard it in a way online, in a way that is completely untrue, and they tried to make it into something that it. it it really wasn't, and I think hurt the story because the story itself is so amazing. A story most people have never, ever heard. Let me it's ask. about tonight? Kurt Garon. Ever heard of him? No. Okay, listen. Do we have the open of it? Go ahead and play a bit of the opening of the show. Here it is. Cameras don't lie. These are pictures of Germany. This is a film made towards the end of the war. The best artists, these are recognizable people. The best artists, the best craftsmen, famous uh, stars from the films, uh, from stage, uh, some of the best singers around, the best poets, the best scientists, having meetings and, and, and discussing science, showing new ways to create things, make things, um, going out and playing in the sunshine. And this is an idyllic town. Every single person in this movie is Jewish. This is happening in the mid-40s. Hitler, you see, had no intent on killing all of the Jews. In fact, this town, this film was made to show a gift of a town to the Jews. Here is a place where families would play together. Um, children were loved and cherished and fed well. Um, it's in the mid-1940s. In fact, by the end of the war, this probably was without a doubt, the most culturally active town in perhaps the entire world, with orchestras and concerts going on every single day. How come you've never seen this film? This film was made by a Jew. The story that I'm going to tell you tonight will prove, oh yes indeed, the camera does lie. In one of the most horrific lies ever to be told. Kurt Garon, his story. So this is the story of Kurt Garon. Uh, in uh, history tonight. And when I found this film, it's called A Gift to the Jews. And it is a film made by Kurt Garon, who is a very, he was, uh, he was, uh, I don't even know how to describe him. Uh, uh, he was, you know, Laurel and Hardy or or Fatty Arbuckle, who, if you know anything about history and comedians, he was he was gigantic as a comedian for a while in America. He was the big comedic star of Germany, known in all of the films. He never played a leading man because he was comic relief, but he was he was the biggest draw. And when he realized he couldn't be a leading man, he started to make films, and he made 
all of the big films. Peter Lorre was in his film. Fritz Lang said, please leave Germany. He's a Jew. And he didn't believe that Hitler was going to do any of this stuff. He finally escapes because he's shut down entirely and he realizes things are going to get bad. But this is where the story gets interesting. This Town for the Jews, a film that he made, is such a horrific story because everything that you just saw, have you ever seen any of that video video before, Pat? Yeah, we talked about yeah. this uh, three, four years ago. Several years ago. When we the were story I to- The story I told was wrong. Really? Wrong. Was it really? Yes. I knew wrong. it. A lie. As I started to do our research on this to make sure that we had it all right, uh, it's not. Mm. And the story, the story is even more tragic oh than it was. Oh, good. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's unbelievable. But what you learn from his story, the, the way, the way it, I told it in New York, he was just a hapless victim. Yeah. And he is right. a victim. I didn't believe it. He was... Just yeah, he was that he was right. trying to save. He was trying to save all the Jews. Right. He was trying to do all these right. things, and he trusted Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true, um, and I don't want to give away the story because it's really important that you hear it the way it should be told. But when you see it, boy, does it make you self-examine and say, "Oh, I never want to go down that trail." And all of us have the opportunity. I mean, never to that extent, but all of us have the opportunity to go right down the trail he did. Mm. Kurt Garon, a story that everybody should know, uh, with some amazing footage in this uh, that you've never seen before. Check it out uh, tonight, his story at five o'clock on The Blaze. And by the way, you can, you can binge on them. They're, they're really good. This in the vault, you can go to glenbeck.com and binge on them. Um, but uh, stories you just haven't seen in in ways that you've never seen them told before. His story tonight, 5 o'clock, only on the Blaze TV. All right, let me break a bit early here. Let me um, tell you, if you didn't get enough sleep last night, uh, you know what it's like to now be, you know, yawning today like I am. We were out with the kids last night. We were out with the kids last night trick-or-treating. And... uh, my older kids ran ahead, and now I am I'm with my granddaughter and my grandson. Trump. Yeah, who's like, your granddaughter's two, or three. is she three? She's three. Okay, so and you can the, keep up with her still? Shut up. My kids, my kids ran off. My kids just did what kids do on, you know, what I used to do uh, on Halloween. You just run, yeah. and you'd be like, I'll see you guys later. We were like, wow, last year was the last was the last Halloween with the kids, and there was no warning. It just, they grew up overnight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just. Well, did you go out with your parents? I never went out with my I parents. never did either. I don't remember no, doing that a single time. I must have once. really early on, but I all I remember no. is being with my friends on, on You'd Halloween. be with your friends, or if you had siblings, your mom or yeah. my mom and dad would just say, oh. You know, Colada Michelle, just make sure you're with your brother. And then keep an eye on my him. Kid, and then my sisters would be like, shut up and don't say anything and just follow us. And so you'd be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, yeah. your older siblings, at least in my family, they weren't nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, 
if you didn't get enough sleep a night uh, last night, would you consider that maybe your mattress needs to be replaced? How much more productive and happy will you be? <sighs> and the other you got thing a good is, night's sleep. How much do you spend on other things that you don't spend nearly as much time with, like your car? You know, it, it, you Two spend eight hours spend. a night, preferably, on your yeah. mattress. Yeah, and, and in your car, depending on your, your commute. I mean, I know people who have two-hour commutes. You're spending four hours a day in your car. Yeah. Okay? Let's, make, you know, make that comfortable for you. You know, I can understand mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. how much money are you spending on that? Now, it's important. Mattress, you're spending anywhere from six to ten hours every day. Right. It's a third of your life. It's a third of your life. Upgrade the mattress. Right. Now, when you say that, usually mattresses mattresses can be... Oh, that's, that's how they try to get you into a $6,000 sure mattress. Yeah, it sure is. $6,000. It and you doesn't look at that need and you're like, to cost anywhere near that 6, much. This is le- a king size is less than $1,000. I know, it's an, an unbelievable deal. It is really good. That's why Time Magazine said this is the mattress that's revolutionized everything. Terms and conditions do apply. If you use Beck, you get $50 off the purchase of your mattress. But again, whether, no matter what size bed you're looking for, this is going to be the best deal and the best night's sleep you've had. Go to Casper.com, use it for 100 nights in your home. You don't like it, they come, pick it up, and they refund every single penny. Terms and conditions do apply. Casper.com, go to Casper.com, offer code BECK. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. is the Glenn Beck Program. We're just reminiscing like Father Time. I remember on Halloween going to the neighbors and Mrs. Olson always made candied apples. Yeah. She didn't make coffee Folgers instant. No. Uh, And then then getting the popcorn. I was pining for a popcorn ball last night. A fresh... If you got one, though, would you eat it? I would. Oh, no. I wouldn't. No. Wouldn't and, and that's all urban legend. That's never, do you know, I mean, we've talked about That's never, it. there's never it's, ever been a razor blade ever found in There's never been a apple. confirmed case of a poisoning or a razor blade at Halloween other than the guy who poisoned his own kid in Houston, Texas in 1974. And I think got the death penalty for it. Um, He's in Texas. Other, other than that, it's, it's never happened. Yeah, but man, that's it's been a forty-year hysteria. Yeah, okay. No ever since that one story, yeah, but that was part of the fun was uh, uh, yeah. making them and then wrapping them and then having them for your house, yeah. and then you'd go out and get something else. And I don't know, it's just it's just different now. I went out with all my grandkids last night, and about twenty minutes into it, they're like, "I'm tired. I'm out of gas. We hurt. <laughs> my feet hurt." I'm like. I used to go for three hours on Halloween night. Yeah. Three hours. My gosh. Every Easy. house on Easy. the west side of my city. He is the, t- he is turned father into time. the get off of my yes. lawn, you lazy kids yeah. guy. That's really yes, an application of uphill both ways is what that was. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, can I tell you something? I, I last night was the one the kids were like, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. Because we go to a different neighborhood. Yeah, so do we. Nobody's yet. I mean, I feel bad for those neighborhoods. The neighborhoods like yours? No, no. Oh, but that's what you love okay. about being in one of those neighborhoods. I mean, every... I no, swear. I feel bad because 
we're not part of your neighborhood. We're we're we we see you once a year at Halloween when we take your stuff. Right, but that's bringing it to the, our neighborhood. It's part of the charm of being in one of those. I mean, if you care and you like to, I mean, we went to a neighborhood that's similar to that way. It's the neighborhood we used to live in. That's where we always go back to. We appreciate um, you guys coming into our neighborhoods right. on Halloween. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, we were in. Oh, I'm sure you're a real magnet for the yeah. children. Right. All the Megan's Law signs all over. Real magnets. Do you remember? Hacked. Do you remember Pat? Well, um, uh, when we used to go in New Canaan, Connecticut, there was this one street that like went crazy. They remember they they did their houses like professional oh, yeah. stage people from New York would come, yeah. uh, and we would go on the you know the Sunday before. Tanya and I we would go buy candy and we would bring it to their houses and we would drop it in their mailboxes. Because they were overloaded with people. I mean, you couldn't move. The streets were blocked. Remember? Yeah. And so they were overloaded, and we felt bad. We were like, "Man, if I lived on this, if I lived in the street, I'm paying so much for candy." Yeah, that's what you love about it. Plus, candy is not all that expensive. I mean, we, we there was a poll they took uh, wow, back in. Him. I know, right? You can well, go in there. You, you can go buy those mixed bags at like Target. Well, excuse me, Mister Highfalutin. No, let's get down. You want this argument? This is the <laughs> argument you want. Let's, let's have it. Because I want to have it. Do you want to have it? I, I'd like to have it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, back in uh, 1900, there was a poll uh, where they 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 polled kids on what they wanted for uh, Christmas, not Halloween. Christmas, most of all. And the number one and two answers were nuts and candy. Welcome to my house, kids. <laughs> right. Merry Christmas. Here's your bag of nuts. Now, I wonder if part of it is that people, they're just, you know, look, the capitalist system has brought such bounty yes, sure that, has. like, you know, the can- getting candy is, like, you know, it's an everyday occurrence for a lot of kids. It's not that big of a deal going around and getting free candy. Well, all the candy they have is free. And Although we did have several houses that are going back to the, going back to the nature and, and the olden days because they're doing the all-natural and they won't give any kid. They won't give oh, the kids geez. anything with sugar in it or high. Oh, food. shut up! It, they don't. They, it's like all natural organic. Yeah, there was a there was a story uh, about a lady that was. Gross. I don't want that. I remember we lived in a we lived in a neighborhood where we would walk to the good neighborhoods uh, as a kid, and we walked to where the doctors and the lawyers and everybody lived. Nobody went to the dentist house because this guy was giving away toothbrushes. Right. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. Mr. Toothbrush. <laughs> it's a good night for you. You'll be drilling holes in my teeth. Yeah, this in is what six weeks. For your candy. That guy would get his house toilet paper. Oh, oh yeah. At the very least. Or yeah. firebombed. Yeah. Probably more like now. Yeah, firebombed. <laughs> there was a story of a lady in, uh, I forget where she was. She was going to start uh, handing out letters to the fat kids. Uh, you don't need candy. Are you oh my me? gosh! That was the story about it. The neighborhood. Oh my was, gosh! The school was all wound up at this lady, and she was like, "I'm just trying to be helpful to the kids." How much would that piss you off? Oh man! Oh I mean, my gosh! You're too fat. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. You imagine you being a, a dad and a, or a mom, yeah. and your kid comes no. back. She gave me yeah, a letter, I mean, and it said, "You're too fat. You don't need candy." <gasps> What would you do? You'd say, it's, she's yeah. right, but where's your candy? That's another urban legend that's going to last. <laughs> got to be. Probably. I mean, yeah, that can't be true. I can't. Okay. I mean, can you imagine? What would you say? I got to fly. I don't know. I'd be pretty pissed. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I would not be reasonable. My wife would be, say, she would say to me, this is all she would say to me. The minute she saw me read that letter, she would say, don't. 
That's all she would say. She wouldn't even know what I was going to do. She would just know it would be a bad idea. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Wow. That would put the new kindness thing to the test. For sure. The new kindness thing? The new kindness thing. I mean, even newer new kindness thing. Mahatma Glendy? The Mahatma Glendy thing? Yes. Yes. Well, that would be wrong. I would do that for any kid. I would do that for Jeffy's kids. They're all fat. (laughs) But they're not. No, but we say that because look, they're going to turn into that. No, I don't think that. Let's not be unfair. No, he's he was that when when he oh, was I, their age. So they're not that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. You were. Yeah, oh, yeah. Eh, that lady yeah, should have given Jeff you a letter. I think you're thinking that letter that. might have gone to you. It might have helped, Jeffy. Yeah. <laughs> I've turned yeah. around on her. Yeah. <laughs> so I was shopping in the husky section. <laughs> All right. See you at five tonight. History only in the blaze. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury.